to Freedom to Choose from Just As I Am Ministries, a nonprofit providing hope to those caught in the devastation of addiction or who are searching for a better way to live. In this series, Parables and Object Lessons, you'll learn how and why Jesus used the physical world to introduce the spiritual world to his disciples and how the laws of nature relate to the Bible. Rich and Susan Kallenberg are a husband and wife team who found freedom over two decades ago from their out-of-control lives of drug addiction and alcoholism. Now here's Rich and Susan with Solutions for Freedom on Freedom to Choose. Hello everyone, my name is Rich Kallenberg. And my name is Susan Kallenberg. And once again, welcome to Freedom to Choose in our series on parables and object lessons and Before we get going, Susan, would you open with a word of prayer, please? Yes. Uh, Loving Father in heaven, we thank you for the opportunity we have to open your word and to talk about your principles and how you have designed life and um, uh, just have you have set things in order. And we pray now that you will send your spirit to be with us and guide us and uh, be with everybody listening. And we thank you in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. And so we're going to talk a little bit before we get into the parable of the sower again uh, and uh, Susan you wanted to you wanted to talk a little bit about some resources that we might have available and right because we do have um, several resources that are available that we um, we have books that we give away for free we also have past uh, radio series that we have done that are up on our website and um, you know we look forward to hearing from people it's there's no greater joy than to hear from someone whether um, you need some prayer or need some resources if you're struggling or someone you know is struggling to get in contact with us. And you can do that through the website at justasiamministries.com or you can give us a call at 916-645-1297. And uh, we have the clean workbook. We have the Could It Be the Simple workbook. Um we And what else do we have? Uh, prayer journal. We have a prayer journal, yes. Uh, and then we... we uh, remedy Bible. Right. We have a Bible that is written from, it's a paraphrase of the of the New Testament, and it's written from a health healing uh, model from a from a psychiatrist that I work with, Dr. Jennings. Now, just because we, cause we give these books away, does that mean they're garbage? Oh, no, 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 no. We, um, that's part of the mission of our nonprofit. That's what is, we do. That's what we do. That's, that's, you know, we, Rich and I have come from a, a life of um, of abusing everything from A to Z, and after being rescued from God by God and being set straight, uh, we decided that that's part of what we do, and so we created this nonprofit ministry. And um, you know, we take the funds that are donated to us for this radio program and for the resources so that we can help people and their families that are struggling just like we struggled. So. Yeah, yeah, and so uh, yeah, give us uh, give us a call or give drop us a line. Uh, let us know what you need. Yes, Susan's home there. She's she'll be there for you. So yes, <laughs> package it up and send it away. Absolutely. Okay, love to do that. So last time we talked about, in the parable of the sower, the wayside ground and the stony ground. So let's just, uh, you want to read that parable one more time, and we'll go among, and we'll look at it uh, among thorns. Okay. Christ said, Behold, the sower went forth to sow, and as he sowed, some seeds fell by the wayside, and the birds came and devoured them. 
Some fell upon stony places where they had not much earth, and when they sprung up, um, they and forthwith they sprung up because they did not have deepness of earth, and when the sun was up, they were scorched, and because they had no root, they withered away. And some fell among thorns, and the thorns sprung up and choked them, but other fell on good ground and brought forth fruit, some a hundredfold, some sixtyfold, and some thirtyfold. Okay, yeah, so we're going to look at among thorns. Okay. Yeah. And he that received seed among the thorn, okay, he also that received seed among the thorns is he that hears the word and the cares of this world and the deceitfulness of riches choke out the word and he becomes unfruitful. Okay, so the gospel seed, it'll often fall among thorns and harmful weeds, and if there's not a moral transformation in the human heart, in other words, if old habits and practices of the former life aren't left behind, if the attributes of Satan aren't expelled from the person, then the wheat crop, it will be choked. The thorns will become the crop, and it'll kill the wheat. That's right. God's Spirit can only thrive in our hearts that is being constantly prepared for the seeds of truth. The thorns of selfishness will grow in any soil. Yeah. Don't we know that, right? And they don't need to no. be cultivated, but grace is must be carefully cultivated. Thorns are always ready to spring up, and the work of refining our characters is a continual, lifelong work. It's always an advancement. Nobody has ever arrived. And if the old habits, um, if not the old habits are going to be there, yeah, they're going to come up into there. our life. Yeah, we mm-hmm. always like to ask that question. What do you got to do to grow weeds? Nothing. Nothing. Right. Just let your, I mean, let your garden go. You don't got to water. You let don't your, have to do let anything. Let your flower um, beds go. Yeah, you just know? let them if go. If you don't have a garden, just look around at your flower beds. And, you know, you can have down the fabric and the the mulch, and then all of a sudden you look and boom, there's weeds. And they it, just force their way up. So, and if you don't, like, stay on it. Right. Then it gets overcome, overwhelming, and then it's like you give up. And that's the same thing with character traits. What do you have to do to grow bad character traits? Right. Nothing. Just, just let yourself go. Right. Just like a garden, you know, and um, and then that's what happens. We can get overwhelmed when we let ourselves go, and the next thing you know, you look up and and it's just too much. That's right. Because if we're not gaining the victory over sin, then sin is gaining the victory over us. That's right. The thorns have to be cut off, but not uprooted. They have to be cut off, but not uprooted. They'll grow rapidly until the soils soils oh, overspread oh, so, by them. So you, what, you, what you're saying is that we, if we just cut them off, but we don't get them out by the root, right? We're going to have issues. They'll, they'll just multiply. They'll multiply. You know, it reminds me of remember back when my dad was alive. We had there was, there was a front pasture we had, and it was full of star thistle. Covered with star thistle. And it would get <laughs> thicker and thicker every year. And so after we built a house out there on that 10 acres with my dad, and so this this field was in front of us, and every year the star thistle would get thicker and thicker. Well, what was happening was he was out there with his brush hog mowing it every year right about the time it went to seed. Right. So he would cut off all the thistles. They would all fall and reseed. And, and this is... This is such a good object lesson of addiction. It's 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 like taking someone and stopping them from drinking or stopping them from doing drugs, but not getting to the root of the problem. See the 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 fruit, the thistles. You can you can 
stop that behavior, but if you're not getting to the it, root of the problem com- of it, why they're doing that. Right. It keeps popping it up. Keep- and it wasn't until he, until he addressed the overall situation and, and used a little bit of poison on him yeah. that it killed the whole plant, we root had to, and all. Yeah, we went out there for three or four years and marked that field off, and, and he drove the tractor, and I sprayed, and then we went this far and that far. And finally, after three years, I think it was three or four years, we got rid of that star thistle because we killed it at the root. Right. And then the thing is, is that somewhere there's always some, and it's just like in our character, there's always something hidden that we're not aware of at some time, but boom, later on in life it appears and you're like, whoa, where's that from? It's the same thing with those patches of star thistle. Every once in a while you'll see a patch and our first thing is to do is to go in and get it go and nail attack it. it. Yeah. Because if you let it go, it's going to spread and then you're you're back out of control yeah, again. Yeah, you're back where you were before and it just... It, it takes, you know. And so that's the way it is with our lives. And I think we all understand that. And that's, you know, the battle that we experience as Christians. And not only that, we're going to be talking about later on about um, about our part in sowing. And that's the struggle that the world, the people that live in this world are struggling with, yeah. are those habits that are there that are so ingrained that in kill our us. lives. Yeah. They just take us down. That's right. You know? And we don't have to guess about the weeds. Jesus was very specific in the parable. As recorded by Mark, Jesus mentions the cares of this world, the deceitfulness of riches, and the lusts of other things. Those lusts are those character traits that when we we go with our carnal nature and just do what we want to do, when we want to do it, we we just keep doing it more. And then Luke, Luke, he specifies the cares, riches, and and pleasures of this life. That's right. These are what choke growing spiritual seed. The person ceases to draw nourishment from Jesus and spirituality dies out of the heart. So the love and the relationship that you have with Jesus is choked out by the things of this world and the the cares and the, you know, the over... By putting something else first. Right, right. Yeah, yeah, because Christ can't carry our burdens if we don't let him have them. Mm-hmm. And I don't know that we're going to recognize them if we're immersed in them. Mm-hmm. You know mm-hmm. what I'm saying? Right. And so the cares of this life, which should drive us to Jesus for help and comfort, they actually separate us from him mm-hmm. because they keep us busier and busier uh, right. and choke out you know, our nourishment from him more and more. Right, because there's those of us who could be fruitful in God's service, but we become so bent on acquiring wealth. All of our energy can be absorbed in business. Um, You know, the getting and the upkeeping of things. Sometimes that's what the world can be. um, That's what we can be, you know, overtake. Caught up in. Right, and then we neglect the spiritual nature and the things um, that are going to help us to encourage our relationship with God and actually separates us it's, from God. Yeah, it will separate us. And, yeah. and, you know, but then we're told in the scriptures to not be slothful in business. Yeah, in yeah, Romans so then 12, go, 11. there's the rub. Okay, well, we got to be busy and make a living. Right. But can we let this stuff consume us? So we're, work, we're to work hard, but we're to work hard so that we, we're able to give to those who need. Right. You know, uh, we must engage in business. But we can do it without being selfish. Mm-hmm. Uh, but many of us can become so absorbed in business that we have no time for prayer, no time for the study of the Bible, no time to seek and serve God. We could just, you know how it goes. You look up and a week's gone by. And, mm-hmm. and you, you, I mean, you draw a pie chart. And you, you, in that pie chart, how much did you dwell on your work? How much did you dwell on 
this recreational, how much did you dwell on this and how much did you dwell on God? In that pie chart, what consumes your day? Mm -hmm. What consumed your week? Mm -hmm. And I think we'll be astonished in what consumes us and how much God is left out of the whole thing. Right. It's interesting because many times when you go on a diet, that's what they say is to keep track of, you know, do a a diary, a log of what you eat and when you eat it. And I guess it's the same thing with spiritual food. Examine we have yourself. To, right. We need to see, you know, what we're eating and when we're eating it and, yeah. and what is taking up the most of the pie. Yeah. 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 Because we all long for heaven, but at right. the same time, it seems like there is no time to turn aside from the noise of the world to listen to the magnificent and influential expressions of the Spirit of God. That's true. That's true. The things of eternity are made subordinate. And so by default, the things of this world are made supreme. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's just the natural progression of things. It's impossible for the seed of the word to bring forth fruit because our lives are given over to n- nourish the thorns of the worldliness. Right. Right? Right. I mean. Absolutely. And then the other thing is, is um, we could also be working for the goods of others with tons of duties and responsibilities and yet still allow our good labor to crowd out our time for devotion, our the time in the communion with God through prayer and study of His Word um, can end up being the yeah, being yeah even doing good things. And I know you, I, I, you've heard me say before. You know what? I just got too much on the list. Right. You know, I've got to be too many places at too many different times. Mm-hmm. And I'm I, right now. I that's all too much. And mm-hmm. and God's not even in that list. Right. You know what I mean? Right. And so you know, just looking at life that way is it's. Like, man, the list is too long. Right. You know? Right. We forget Christ has said, without me, you can do nothing. Right. You know? I mean, he's the one that's making it all happen. Absolutely. Our service for God can almost imperceptibly be tarnished by the desire for supremacy and the harsh, unlovely traits of the selfish heart. Yeah, it just grows. It happens, you know, yep. the, naturally. The deceitfulness of riches, the love of riches has an, an infatuating, deceptive power. And us living here in, you know, this part of the world where we we have a lot of what we need. You know, we're not in want. Uh, we forget it's God who gives us the power to get the wealth and who's pr- provided all the resources here for us to to uh, live off of. You right. Know? And in and, and Deuteronomy 8, 17, God puts it this way, my power and the might of my hand hath gotten me this wealth. Instead of awakening gratitude to God, we lead to praise ourselves instead of praising God. So we're showing everything off that we have instead of, you know, showing the God right. that, that has delivered us. That is responsible for absolutely. it. Absolutely. Yeah, for providing it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And so basically what happens is the cares, the riches, the pleasures, they're, they're all used by the enemy in playing the game of life for this human soul. And, of course, the warning is given, love not the world, neither the things in the world. If any man love the world, the love of the Father is not in him for all that is in the world. And notice the lust of the flesh, the lust of the eyes, and the pride of life is not of the Father, but it's of the world. And it's not, it's not the—we've talked about it before, sensualism, materialism, egotism, sensualism being lust of the flesh, materialism being lust of the eyes, and egotism being the pride of life. It's not necessarily those— parts of the uh, of, of our experience, it's the lust of those parts. In other words, having those sensualism make your decisions for Rule me, your life. Rule your life, mm-hmm. or your materialism uh, aspect of your life. Rule your life. You know, it's, it's those faculties 
of our minds that when they take over and, and when we engage in them more and more and more, they just will have a tendency to do that. Right. In Luke twenty one thirty four, Jesus, it says, Jesus reads the heart of men like an open book. And here's what he says. Take heed to yourself, lest at any time your hearts be overcharged with surfeiting and drunkenness and the cares of this life. So when you allow the world to come in and take you over, whether it's even doing good for other people, if it's blocking your relationship with God, then um, it's it's not a good thing. Yeah, yeah. The devil doesn't just take what he wants. Right. We have to give ourselves over to him. Right. We open it, ourselves up to It's a process, it. mm-hmm. and we do that, and it's almost imperceptible sometimes, mm-hmm. you know? The Apostle Paul, by the Holy Spirit, writes, They that will be rich fall into temptation and a snare and into many foolish and hurtful lusts, which drown men in destruction and perdition. For the love of money is the root of all evil, which, while some coveted after, they have erred from the faith and pierced themselves through with many sorrows. That's uh, 1 Timothy 6, 9, and 10. So, I mean, that, that is really clear. In other words, people got sucked in. It's not money. It's the love of money. Right. It's it's two di- those are two different things. Two different things. See, it's the love of money or, or lusting after money, if you will. It's mm-hmm. that desire to be— uh, on- To have more so you can have more. Exactly. Right. Yeah, which is dangerous. So, um, so we'll, okay, for a second here, let's talk about the preparation of the soil. Because remember, as we're talking about this parable, uh, it's— the it's the condition of the soil. Right. It's the problem. Right. Right? Right, because throughout the parable of the sower, Jesus presents the different outcomes of the sowing as depending upon the soil itself. In every case, the sower and the seed are the same. So when you go through the parable, yeah. the sower is the same and the seed is the same. The only thing that's different it's is the, the ground. Soil. Right. Yeah. So what we're saying is that Jesus teaches that if the Word of God fails in accomplishing its work in our hearts and lives— the reason is to be found in us. Remember, God is not willing that any should perish, and so the result is really not beyond our control. Oh, you know what? What do we say that that's the good news in addiction? Yeah, the good news is the problem is me. Right. I can't. I, I can't change the courts. I can't change the cops. I can't change you. I can't change um, my my past, up, my upbringing. Right. I can't change, but I can actually participate in the work of the Holy Spirit in my life right now and not give him the, the hand that says, talk to the hand, uh, not me, you know? Right. And so that's all he's looking for is someone that wants to engage. Yeah, right, and right? the good news is that we're the ones <laughs> we're with the, the problem, ones with but the we problem. have the, the ability through this power of Christ to change. Yeah. So it's true, you know, we can't change ourselves, but the power of choice is ours, and it rests with us to determine what we will become. The wayside, the stony ground, and the thorny grounded hearers don't have to stay that way. I like that. And you know what? That's kind of how we, you know, for for Rich and I, when our youth, we chose certain ways. And our our hearts and were like that, you know, the beaten path that was hard. The, yeah. the seed couldn't, couldn't even— get in. No. But— I don't um, have to stay that way. You don't have to stay that way. Right. Spirit of God is constantly seeking to break the spell of infatuation that holds us absorbed in those behaviors and to waken a desire for the imperishable treasure. Right? The, yes. And it is by resisting the Spirit that some men become inattentive or neglectful of God's Word. They are themselves responsible for the hardness of heart that presents that prevents the good seed from taking root and for the evil growth that 
check its development. So it's by resisting the spirit. It's by resisting the spirit, right? Right. That's where we get into trouble. That's um, right. So the, and I, you know, and I think I, I don't think we can stress this enough that if you if you go to the doctor and you have a problem. The doctor is going to, he's going to diagnose you based on how much information you give him. Mm -hmm. And then also he is going to prescribe a treatment Mm -hmm. and you have to participate in that treatment. Well, you don't have to. No. Well, if you want to get well. Right. 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 You know, Jesus has never lost a patient that trusted him. Right. Right. And that's, that's the whole thing. Yeah. And, and so I've, I've often wondered, um, you know, what would have happened to Peter if, you know, and I don't know exactly the exchange when he denied him three times. Mm-hmm. I don't know what what happened in Peter's mind, but he was definitely pricked in the heart, you know, after he denied Jesus and how bad he felt. And he let the Holy Spirit talk to him then, and he became well. Right. You know, in other words, he didn't run and hide from it. He didn't do what Judas did. Remember, Jesus washed both their feet. Right. I think he was willing to give up his ability to be right or his, you know. Need to be right. Or his need to be on top and his need to be in control of the situation because he found himself utterly out of control. And I think also he realized that in that room when he said, I would never deny you. And then Jesus predicted he would, mm-hmm. that he actually got a good look at a person he couldn't trust in himself. Right. You know what I'm saying? Right. I can't trust myself. Because right. he was self-trusting. He w- And we uh, we do that. If we're not in control of something, we freak out. Right. And, and as long as things are going along and nothing devastating happens, like what happened to Peter, we just keep right on going along, marching through life, you know, like a speedboat going through a five-mile-an-hour zone, leaving a wake of destruction everywhere we go. Right. You know, and everything is fine because we got money in the bank and the car's running, there's tires on it and everything, you know, good tires on it. Everything's fine. Kids are in school, you know. Right. But w- w- what are we doing to grow spiritually to get closer to God? Even though all of this stu- stuff is in motion, Right. is it are we growing spiritually? Right, and is it possible that the that the things that help us to keep our status in life, whatever you know, even though they may look at like good things, are they coming in and, and just choking uh, yeah. out our spiritual? Is side? that the deceitfulness of riches? Mm-hmm. You know, the soil that's one that was once overgrown by thorns, it can be reclaimed, but it's only by diligent labor. So the evil tendencies of the natural hearts can be overcome only by earnest effort. And in the, only in the name and the strength of Jesus. So the Lord bids us by his prophet, break up your fallow ground and sow not among thorns. Sow to yourself in righteousness. Reap in mercy, Jeremiah 4.3, Hosea 10.12. This work he desires to accomplish for us, and he asks us to cooperate with him. Just like a doctor. Right. The doctor gets really frustrated when you throw the pills out the window mm-hmm. on the way home because you didn't trust the doctor and you didn't take your medication. So then you don't want to go back to the doctor because you don't want to tell him you didn't take the medication. Mm-hmm. You know, and it just So and I think I think for us being human beings, it's like it's hard for us to to contemplate the fact that the king of the universe 
desires it, us to go to him to be healed. Yeah. Right? Yeah. And the, it, the person that created every, you know, creation says, I want to be your guy. Yeah, you know, I want to me. be your partner. Yoke up with me. You yeah. Know? Yeah, not the new car. I mean, you can have a new car, but but don't go to that for your relief. Right. You know, or the or don't crawl in a bottle you can or have a that. You can have that in your own heart if you have that that true bond, that relationship with God, and that takes the place of everything. Yeah. You know, we yeah. came in, like Job, we came in naked. We're going to leave naked. Yeah. And so what is it that we actually have to hold on to? Yeah, yeah. So and uh, and so we're just getting ready to wrap it up here, folks. And we just wanted to remind you that um, that you can give us a call or send us an email, and we will uh, get a book out to you, or two books, or three books. And uh, that's www.justasiamministries.com, or give us a call at nine one six six four five one two nine seven. And remember, folks, there's only two ways to live your life. One is like nothing is a miracle. The other is like everything is a miracle. And you have the freedom to choose. Do I love my neighbor? Do I love them? Can I feel his pain and his need? Thank you for listening to Freedom to Choose. There is truly hope for people whose lives seem to be overrun with problems possibly caught up in unhealthy relationships, or even imprisoned by some form of addiction. Rich and Susan Collenberg, past addicts, are living testimonials that biblical principles do work. They've authored resources available to move those you love toward freedom. If you'd like to order the Addiction Recovery Workbook, Seven Steps to Freedom, or the book, Could It Be This Simple? The Way Out of Your Prison, please call 916-645-1297 or justasiamministries.com. As a nonprofit, they're supported by people like you. 916-645-1297 or justasiamministries.com. Thank you for listening. And remember, you can do all things through Christ who strengthens you. 